This is Wayne Goldsmith, and welcome to Sports Thoughts. I've spent 25 years traveling the world, working with some of the world's best athletes, coaches, and teams, trying to discover what it is that they do, how they think, and what it takes to be the best in sport. Subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com to keep up to date with my thoughts on sport. Today I thought I'd take a little bit of a different approach to this podcast and talk about coaching not just in the sense of coaching sport and influencing the lives of athletes, but to talk about coaching in the sense of how coaching skills can be effective in other areas of your life to talk about how you can use your coaching skills in other aspects of your life. Coaching is the art of inspiring change through emotional connection. Coaching is an art form. Coaching is the art of inspiring change through emotional connection. Coaching is change. People go to coaches in any walk of life. They go to a life coach, to try and change a part of their life or their life completely. They go to a business coach to help change an aspect of their business. Coaching is change. It's because people struggle with change. People battle with the concept of change. It's one of the great eternal factors that apply to people throughout all stages of history and particularly important right now, where people are struggling with how to deal with so much turmoil and so much uncertainty in the world right now, where people are looking for change but not quite sure how to go about it. And coaching skills have never been more important. And coaching is an art. It's, It's the ability to inspire people to change. And we do it as coaches through emotional connection, by building relationships, by forming and growing relevant and meaningful relationships with the people that we're coaching. Just think for a moment, when you coach day to day, when you're working with athletes, with athletes that you know that you've got a strong coaching relationship with and the way you talk about performance and the way you talk about belief and the way you talk about how to get better. Imagine walking up to someone on the street or somebody you have no relationship with at all, maybe a neighbor or someone you see from time to time and talking to them like a coach. They'd find it mind-blowing. Why? Why would they find it difficult? It's because you have no relationship with them. You have no relationship. Whereas coaching is so much about inspiring people who've come to you. They've come to your training workout session. They've come to your pool. They've come to your court. They've come to the field and they've said, change me, change my technique, change my physiology, change my biomechanics, change my attitude, change my skill level. Coaching is the art of inspiring change through emotional connection. That's what we do. It's all about change. Now think about the moment that we're in. Right now, there are so many people saying, it's time to change. It's time for me to change maybe my work. 
It's time for me to change the way I go about doing what I'm doing. The world has accelerated its rate of change during COVID virus, during changes with technology, during changes to the economy, to the environment. The world is in a point of time where everybody is looking for ways to make meaningful, relevant change. Now, put that together. Coaching is the art of inspiring change for emotional connection. We're in a point in time in our history as a species where people are desperately looking to change. It's now the era where coaches and the skills of coaching are more important than they've ever been. Now, let's look at some examples on how you as a coach can apply the skills of your coaching in other areas of your life. Let's talk about work. If you're in an office environment, there are opportunities around you all the time to coach and influence and help to change the people in the office, the people that you work with, your work colleagues. Think about for a moment that your organisation is in an area that is affected by changing technology and there's people in your work environment who are confused, maybe don't have the level of skill and understanding to use the technology that's available and it's causing them a lot of stress. It's also causing them not to be able to contribute effectively to the organisation which could be causing them a whole range of difficulties and causing the organisation itself to think about where that employee or those employees may fit into the work environment. Don't look at that situation as another employee. Look at it as a coach. How would you approach this as a coach if instead of those people being your work colleagues... How would you coach them if they were your athletes? If they've come to you and said, help me change something about what I'm doing, help me, inspire me to change, how would you go about doing it? The first step would be to get to know your work colleagues, to understand them, to understand their motivation. At this moment, it's important that I talk about motivation briefly. Motivation, the way that we look at it in traditional ways, is a myth. I don't believe that in a work environment or in any other environment that you can grab a group of people, get them in a room and stand there and do motivational quotes and sayings and theme songs and labels and emblems and value statements on walls. I don't believe you can grab a group of people and put them in a room, get them in a situation and motivate all of them to want to do the same thing the same way at the same time. Motivation is a personal thing. Motivation is something that lives in your heart, that lives in the heart of everybody that we deal with. It's in there somewhere. And sometimes that motivation might be a bright flame. Sometimes it might be a tiny candle flicker, but it's something that is already living inside people. And if you try to get a group of people together and motivate them to do something that's not already in their heart, 
You've either got to be an exceptional motivator. You have to be the greatest of the great motivational speakers of all time to get people to do things that they don't already want to do. Or you've got to be very, very lucky. But most of the time, trying to motivate a group of people who don't already want to do that thing in some degree is futile. Coaching is different. Coaching is getting to understand individuals and getting to experience and understand and share that motivation that already lives in their hearts by talking with them, by spending time with them, by asking them questions, by spending time to build a relationship with them. Coaching is the art of inspiring change through emotional connection and emotional connections grow from relationships that work. Think about those work colleagues again, dealing with the challenges of technology in this instance. You've got the skills as a coach to sit with them, to have a coffee, to have meetings with them, to have lunch with them, to walk at lunchtime, to maybe travel to and from work with them, to spend time getting to know them. And once you get to know them and have built some sort of connection, Once that connection has then grown into a level of engagement, then you can inspire them. You can encourage them once you understand their motivation. Think about that workplace. The boss, the manager, the general manager, the chair of the board might have decided that we're all going to increase productivity by working harder. To the people in that workforce, who believe that increasing productivity is something that they are motivated to do, that's a wonderful message. For the people who are working purely to earn enough money to pay the bills, who are looking at work as a means to an end, who don't want to, are not motivated to work harder because they see work as a place that they earn money so that they can then support their children's academic progress, pay off their home, put food on the table. The person who's speaking to that person, the person who's speaking to those individuals who are not motivated by productivity and by excellence is wasting the time. They're wasting that moment because the people who are not motivated by success and by excellence and by productivity will not be motivated by a talk about those things. But coaching works because a coach will understand that by building a relationship and understanding the other person, by understanding their motivation, that they can then shape and influence learning and growth by tapping into that motivation, by being able to build a bridge, by being able to connect to that person, by being able to engage with them in a way that they want to be connected to and engaged with. And that art that you have can make such a difference in your work environment. Those coaching skills that you've got can be the most powerful driving force, the most wonderful leadership skill that anyone can possess in a work environment. And if you've been coaching for a while, you already have those skills. They already live inside you. How would coaching skills work in a family environment? How do coaching skills work in a family environment? 
Now, this doesn't mean that if you're a football coach, you should be coaching your family in football. Think for a moment about the actual skills of coaching and how they might apply to your family. A great way of looking at this, perhaps, is around your kids' use of social media. There wouldn't be a parent in the world that I've met in the last five years when I ask them about the challenges that they're experiencing at home with their kids, there wouldn't be a parent who doesn't list using social media and internet use as one of their top priorities, one of their biggest stresses in the family. If you're a parent of teenage kids, you understand this very, very well. That issue around restricting, limiting, managing internet time is such a difficult thing to do in so many families. So instead of thinking about those situations and that moment as a parent, think about it as a coach. How would you coach your kids? How would you coach your family around the use of social media rather than parenting or leading or enforcing? How would you coach your kids? Well, let's go back to it. First step is to understand the motivation of my kids for using the social media, for wanting internet use, for wanting to access the online environment. Same process, I connect with them. I sit down, I spend time with them, listen to them, ask questions. I try to understand before seeking to be understood. I try to understand what it is they're looking from the experience of internet use and social media. I then make an effort to engage with them, to engage with them, to spend time really connecting and then bridging that gap into engagement. Remember that engagement is when a person gives you more than could reasonably be expected. Are you as a coach at home, so putting that coaching cap on, are you a coach at home really engaged with your children's lives? Are they really engaged with what you're trying to do as well? And understanding is flowing in both directions about how social media can be a great asset and a positive in terms of connecting with other human beings, how it can be challenging if being overused, where the time online is impacting on things that are relatively more important like schoolwork. How would you coach your kids through that? You would adopt the same approach as you would in the workplace and in the sporting field, through connection, through engagement, through understanding, and then using your wonderful skills as a coach to inspire them to change their behaviour. Those of you that have got teenagers or are dealing with teenagers at home would know that it is incredibly difficult to have a set of rules around internet use and as a parent, enforce them and argue and fight and yell and scream, hopefully not too much, about overuse of internet time and it causes so much stress in a family. All right, well, look at it in a different way. How do you use your coaching skill? How do you use that incredible art that you've already developed through football, through tennis, through swimming, through baseball, through basketball? How do you use those amazing coaching skills that you've got to coach the kids at home through difficult moments. Instead of being 
the person that lays down the law instead of being the person who sets the rules? How would you use your coaching skills and then environment? The answer is quite simply, again, that process of connection, engagement, and inspiration to change. That's what we do. And finally, how do you use your coaching skills? How do you use those wonderful skills, that art form that you've developed? How do you use those skills in your personal life? Let's look at an issue that everyone grapples with. Let's look at an issue of personal health and well-being and fitness. You know, it's quite easy for us to coach others. It's often difficult to coach ourselves, yet the skills are exactly the same. And the application of those skills of coaching others can be turned inwards and can make a remarkable difference and help you to change your life. So how would you do it? Let's apply that same connection, engagement, inspiration to your own life. Let's imagine that you want to do some more regular exercise, that every day you want to get up at 5.30am, 6am and do a 30-minute walk, a little bit of stretching, have a healthy breakfast and head off to work or to study. How would you approach that, not as you, mum or dad, not as you, human being, how would you approach that as you, coach. First of all, is to connect with yourself, is to connect with yourself and to understand why it is you want to get in shape. Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to have a healthy breakfast? Why do you want to get up in the morning and exercise? Why is it important to you? What is your own motivation? Do you want to look great for summer? Do you want to decrease the risk of cardiovascular disease? Do you just want to feel healthier? Do you want some time in the morning for your mental health where you get up and just enjoy the early morning sunshine, the fresh air before you have to face the challenges and rigors of the day? Connect with yourself honestly and openly and transparently first. Connect with yourself. Why do I want to do this? Why is this important to me? Why do I think this is something that I want to do? What is motivating me? The second step is to then engage with yourself a little more deeply and and understand from that moment in time, if I'm going to be engaged with this exercise, if I'm going to be engaged with this commitment to get in shape, to lose weight, to feel better, whatever it might be, then what does that actually look like? I need to set an alarm. I need to pack a bag to go to the gym if that's the way that I'm going to do it the night before. Or I need to have my shoes in place next to my bed. I need to sleep in my walking gear. Whatever it takes to be engaged with yourself and understand maybe what have been the obstacles that have stopped you from maintaining a health and a fitness regime in the past to really engage and then to inspire yourself. How do you inspire yourself? Well, how would you coach it in someone else? How would you inspire this in another person? How would you inspire that in an athlete? Could be something as simple as some external stimulus. Could be think about how great you're going to look when you lose a little bit of weight or how great you're going to feel when you can easily and effortlessly walk three miles or five kilometers every morning. 
you would start to help them visualise what it's going to feel like, how it will be, what it will look like when they achieve their goals. Well, play the same games, use the same techniques on yourself. Coaches, you have a set of gifts, you have a set of skills that you've developed by working with athletes that are so valuable that many of you, I believe, underestimate their importance and you underestimate the value of your coaching skills in other areas of your life. You know, it's not uncommon that coaches who coach brilliantly will then lament how difficult their work environment is and how unsatisfying their work environment is. Then use your coaching skills, use your art form to influence, to inspire and to provide an avenue of change for your work colleagues. That'll not only make it more satisfying for them, it'll give you an environment where you feel empowered and strengthened that you enjoy being at. Think about your family. Instead of being frustrated and annoyed at things like internet use or kids not doing household chores, how can you use those wonderful gifts, that art form that you already possess to inspire the hearts and minds of the people living in your house? to not just contribute more effectively to the household, but to help them be all they can be, to show them how they can choose to choose, that the power of their choice and their ability to change can give them everything that they've always wanted for their own lives and to help you see that that wonderful fulfilment of potential in your kids, in your family, in your own home. And thirdly, how can you use your coaching gifts, your art, your talent, those qualities that you've already developed in your coaching to change your own life? How can you coach yourself? Coaching has never been more important as an art form. The skills of coaches and quality coaching have never been more essential. The world is crying out for change and for people to help them to understand how to change And you're sitting there with the knowledge and the skills and the art form to help them do just that. This is the time. This is the moment. This is the situation where you and your coaching can make a remarkable difference, not just to your world, but to the entire world. This has been Wayne Goldsmith for Sports Thoughts. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more sports thoughts, subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com.